I spent the last three years learning from some of the most ingenious mergers and acquisition specialists around. And now I've decided to take the leap into buying businesses. The real questions are how will I do it? How much of the behind the scenes can we really show? And how can business owners like you maximize their purchase price and build generational wealth? This show is going to give you the answers. Join me and follow along as I share mine and other stories as we buy, sell, or merge healthcare businesses and physical therapy practices. I'm Dave Kittle, and this is The Dave Kittle Show. Hey, on today's episode, we're going to interview a physical therapist who bought a six-figure gym and adding it to his growing private practice. This is Dave Kittle. Dave Kittle Show, owner of Concierge Pain Relief Home Physical Therapy in New York City and the CEO of the Fieldmaker Group. We're currently acquiring practices in the New York and New Jersey area. And today we have a colleague, physical therapy colleague of mine that I've known for years on the show, Brett Scott, physical therapist, the owner of Barbell Therapy and Performance. You can check him out, barbelltherapyandperformance.com, as well as the owner of Architect Fitness, architectfitness.com. We're going to get into all of that and more. But first, Brett, what's going on? Welcome on. Thanks for having me, Dave. It's uh, it's been a while. It's been a while. We were talking behind the scenes in regards to uh, the things that you're working on and growing your practice, and the addition and the acquisition of Architect Fitness. Um, but just for the audience, so let's go into maybe a little bit of the origin of not the full origin of barbell therapy and performance, but like kind of like why you decided to add and acquire an actual fitness company and facility as opposed to maybe just other practice owners are like, they just want to focus on the physical therapy and open, you know, second, third, fourth, fifth location of physical therapy only. So I know you're a barbell therapy athlete yourself. You do competitions, you help clients with competitions. Obviously that's a big component of it in terms of your, you know, your love and, and desire around that, that whole sport. But why as a business decision, like why did it make business sense to you? Yeah. So, I mean, I had started barbell therapy right out of school and uh, got some help from Dave Kittle in a mastermind group of back in 2017, 2018. And I had always had a unique experience where I was a strength coach all through school. I worked in a gym that was next to a physical therapy clinic that was more of like a PT mill, as you would say. And clients were going there and not getting better. They were just coming back and like they're doing their exercises with us because we had more time to spend with them as trainers than typical PTs would. And what happened was I started my practice. And when I first started as a cash PT right out of school, I didn't have a big caseload. And I had a bunch of people that knew me as a strength and conditioning coach that wanted to do coaching with me. So I started just like, hey, you know, I got five people that want to work out at five o'clock at night, like three days a week. I'm going to be on the floor from five to seven thirty or whatever, and a couple times in the morning. And uh, that grew pretty quick for me. And for quite some time, I was actually profiting more a month spending my hours on the coaching floor than I was as a PT. Uh, if you just looked at like the hourly rate of what I was, where I was spending my time. So the other piece there too, was being on both sides of the equation and, and doing clinicals and things. I realized that typical insurance models cut people off at, I don't know, 80% of when they, you know, are back to where they want to be, especially for athletes and people that are active and, and want to get after it on the weekends or doing competitions, whatever. So for me, it was the missing link there of there was just that gap. And for me having both, and I was doing this. So when I was barbell therapy, when it really originally started, I had 
the physical therapy side and then I had the coaching and I started transitioning a lot of patients I was like, hey, you know, you don't need manual therapy anymore. You don't need any any of this hands-on treatment. Like you really just need supervised exercise and like intelligent loaded progression and exposure back to what you want to do. And so from there, as I got a little more successful and got busier, I started having people asking me questions and and people inquiring, like, not sure who I was, if I was a guru, if I was a massage therapist, or if I was a strength coach, just decided to put my hands on people kind of illegally, what my training background was, because you look at my social media accounts, it was like all over the place between some manual stuff, people lifting. This was the early days of barbell therapy, like when you had the practice. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the early days of barbell therapy. And I realized that there were two groups of people coming to me with two different problem sets and looking for two different solution sets, right? So people were coming in for rehab, looking, you know, saying, Hey, I have this pain that's stopping me from doing X, Y, or Z. And then I had a few bit of people coming in saying, Oh, like, do you do fitness stuff? Like I see you doing like some physical type training, whatever. Like, I don't know if it's the fit for me though. And fitness has been around for years and it's a big industry. So I knew there was room there. And just the way I had been able to organically expand it just with like social media was like, okay, there's something here. And what really happened was the opportunity was presented to me to buy a a fitness facility that was a good friend of mine, a, a trusted colleague. And because I was already in the mindset of I was trying to change my brand. I actually had like already gone and made a separate like strength and conditioning brand outside of barbell therapy because it was just confusing to people. So I ended up buying Architect Fitness, which was a a separate gym. So I was subleasing space in Lowell, Massachusetts inside of Spindel Barbell Club. And I knew my goal was always to grow outside of that and have my own location. So this was one way for me to get there. And it was an established gym, was well-run, well-managed. It was sustainable. And so I saw that as my first way to have, A, me be able to move and scale a clinic into a second location because there's room for that in there as well. And then it just so happened that uh, five days later, I was presented with uh, the opportunity to lease another space five minutes from the gym I was in. And um, so, yeah, so that's where we decided to go from one sublease space inside of a gym to two gyms with two PT clinics inside of them. So it's quite a big jump. Do you recall the number of paying members that Architect Fitness had at the time when you were, you know, acquiring it and, and going through the deal process? Yeah. So the one I bought had about 120 members. So the Concord, New Hampshire location had about 120 members. And then I had had about 30 members with me that I was training inside of the gym I was in that I was planning to move out of. And my goal was just to scale that number up. They're kind of in the transition period, like maintain what we had in Concord and then grow and scale the membership base with the new facility down in Massachusetts. Got it. And then... What was the process in regards to your physical therapist? Like you obviously had to have multiple physical therapists that now are in multiple locations. So were they already, you know, barbell uh, fitness forward type of physical therapist where you knew that they would kind of be the right fit for the that hybrid experience, knowing like there's these consumers who come into you guys, they have pain, and then you'll probably say, hey, we also have this fitness option or you have your fitness athletes who tweak something, 
maybe outside of your, you know, your programming or whatever, or they go too hard, too fast, and they tweak something, they have to go and see your physical therapist from the fitness component. They need some hands-on physical therapy, kind of clear that, get that out of the way. So how did, how did you, like, you already had a team set up that were growing a team also at the same time that would be complementary to both of those businesses kind of in the same house, the same two locations? As far as the PT side with, with hiring physical therapists? Yeah. Yeah. So before that whole move was set up or the Tingsboro space was even presented to me, I had had a student physical therapist who had come in a bunch of times to shadow and just ask really good questions. He's a really good person. We joked about it years before. I was like, well, maybe if you don't want to do collegiate strength and conditioning and, and PT in, in that realm, there could be something here for you in the future. And he had called me a couple months prior and said, hey, like, I don't think I want to be in the collegiate realm. Like, it's a hard, it's a hard industry to be in. And there's a lot of sacrifice. And, and I had gotten to the point where I was, I was fully booked, stuck in the business, not being able to run it because I was just stuck in it. And I said, okay, let's give this a shot. So he was a new grad PT. He had his CSCS. He had a great experience. He went to the same college and DPT program that I did at UMass Lowell. And I just knew that he had the the people skills and the interpersonal skills, as well as he knows and understands where people are trying to get back to that he could make it work as a physical therapist with us. Got it. Why... I know you already had the relationship with the owner of Architect Fitness. Why buy or acquire that gym and that whole community and tribe and all that, as opposed to building something from scratch? When when we're interviewing practice owners and I'm interviewing buyers sometimes and other folks that are in this whole mergers and acquisition space, you can either create something from scratch, like the way I did with Concierge Pain Relief, the way that you did with Barbell Therapy and Performance, and it certainly would take more time and and maybe less, you know, less dollars out of pocket. So it's like time or money really about buying yeah. something versus creating something from scratch. So why, like, did you ever consider just ramping up and opening up your own fitness facility, maybe a different, you know, like Scott fitness or, you know, something like that, that was totally different. Like, how did you wrap your head around buying something already in existence where there's some risk? There's some risk, like, you know, members could cancel. They don't know you necessarily. They don't know how great you and your team are. So why buy it versus go and create something from scratch on your own? So this is a good question, actually. And it's a kind of a funny story. So I had actually started another brand. It was called Triad Training Systems. And I was starting to get that off the ground. And so the gym owner, Tony, so that I bought the gym from of Architect, I had done my first weightlifting meet in his gym, which is now my gym. But I did my first weightlifting meet there. It was my first experience really in like a, a strength training gym like this. And I was like, this place is so cool. I'd love to own and be part of something like this someday. And he had put up some really cool videos that he did like production wise on his website of just like an intro of like, this is what architect fitness is. And I reached out to him. I was like, Hey, who did your videos? They came out really good. And he's like, Hey, I'm actually, I'm a videographer on the side. Like this is what I originally went to school for. So I did this myself. I was like, Oh, could you come do this? So he came down to do it and shoot some promo stuff for me on both the training and the PT side. And he had been talking to me, like we were just setting up in the morning and he was like, yeah, you know, he's had heart condition for heart surgeries. He's coded on a table. It wasn't 
it wasn't the best fit for him anymore to own a business like this where he can't move his arm really because it could affect the pacemaker lead. And he was like, you know, I'm thinking about selling it maybe to Matt that he employed at the time. And I was, I remember vividly driving home that day going, man, I could buy that gym. And I, I wish I could be a part of that. And he actually called me like five minutes later. He was like, Hey, thought about it. So the, the reason I bought this one, we have the same training model and the same training beliefs. Like what I was doing on the side is what he was doing fully to scale. And it was the same belief mindset behind fitness is not a one size fits all model. Everyone should be, should have something that's fully individualized to themselves and with full access to the gym where maybe a coach doesn't need to be there all the time, but they can still go and, and have a place and have a sense of community and like a family where you can go there any day and just feel at home, feel welcome, know all the people there and have a good time. And so the brand was already running. I like the name of it too. I like the branding of it. It was well-established and running. So for me to start something again from scratch, which I knew how long it took me to get barbell therapy up and running to where it even was at that point, to try to do that again was just um, something that like didn't really make sense to me. And I knew this one would still take off well. And yeah, the, the trust thing too of going in, changing the name and changing what we're doing. I've been in a gym that got bought out before. And even when this owner had tried to make good, positive changes to the gym, people people don't like change in the fitness industry. Is one thing I've learned as being a coach for a long time. And so for me, it was just like, let's not upset anyone. Let's keep it the same. And then that way there, I could just brand it, scale it. Like he also, you know, all the systems were in place, all the all the problems that had been encountered were written down on, you know, there were standard, standard operating procedures for everything. So for me, it just made sense to do that instead of really start bare bones from scratch. So let's go back for a second. He calls you five minutes later. And what was the conversation then? I was kind of in shock. I was like, yeah, I mean, there's lots of details we have to six through here, but it's definitely something but, I'd be interested in. So he called you back and said, maybe you would be a better maybe I should sell to you or did he ask you like, would you even be interested or like, do you recall that conversation? Yeah. He, he asked if it's something I would be interested in. He just was like, Hey, I just watched the way you coached, watched the way you ran your business, how successful it's been in the past year and a half for you of building this up and just seeing what you've done. Like I would trust that you would be able to take this brand and run it much smoother than me giving it to someone that's not currently a business owner and, and doesn't have that experience. Yeah. So, and with a lot of people coming on the show and, and sellers and practice owners, like finding a good steward to continue the legacy and the, the reputation that the founder, that the original owner built is a huge consideration for someone that's going to sell something. So whether they're selling a physical therapy practice, if they're selling a, a gym and a fitness company, fitness facility, whatever it is, I mean, at the end of the day, they, most of those individuals are looking for a good steward, a safe pair of hands, he already knew you and liked you and trusted you. And so he knew that you would probably be the best type of person to continue it. And knowing like he saw your your seriousness, your level of commitment to your clients, the business and all that. So in his eyes, it, yeah, it probably made a lot of sense. Yeah, exactly. So give us a little bit more background. So you, you, you're buying this, you bought the six-figure gym, this, this company. And so maybe I could screen share because we're in the pre-interview i was looking at your physical therapy website and then how you kind of connect the two because in terms of messaging you made like two different websites 
signage out front of your facilities, two different signage is separate. So the consumer, you're trying to make it very like crystal clear, right? Even though you might do both sides of the fence, right? Yeah. Well, and the thing too is like everything these days is kind of like you should niche down and nobody, especially on like the cash-based realm, people go to specialists, they'll pay a lot of money, right? So for me, it was that viewpoint of we do these two things well enough where we can have them as separate businesses, not not having people think they're coming to the jack of all trades, master of none. Right. Is it cool if I screen share your website real yeah. quick? So, yeah, go ahead. All right. So if you're listening on iTunes or Spotify, you're going to have to jump over to the YouTube. Check this out. So Barbell Therapy and Performance.com. I want to just show this as a screen share because I think this is really smart and savvy and clear to the consumer. And a lot of consumers already don't know what physical therapists can do or what they could do. So on Brett's main website, obviously, this is speaking to someone who is in pain. They're on painkillers, you know, whatever it might be. And here's a natural solution. So there's a really clear website. And this is speaking just to someone that is looking for pain relief and they're looking for physical therapy, like, you know, like a medical diagnosis or a medical situation type of thing, right? So I'm showing this because on the top menu bar here of a couple tabs is Architect Fitness. So that's, I already have it open here. So click this, opens up to Architect Fitness. And now it's speaking directly to athletes, active adults who want to lose weight, get fit and optimize performance. And the reason why I'm showing this, as you can see, it's a different brand, different color, right? And when you scroll down, you know, the call to action, the buttons are still that same type of, what's what's this color? Like, like some That's orange, red. red. That's is, is red, it red? Diff. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's like off red, but it's not, okay. I think you might be colorblind. All right. <laughs> so, so we got the red call to action, right? On all this, this is the fitness website. And then here's what's in it for you as a practice owner, if you were ever going to buy a fitness facility or something like that, or, or kind of partner or mesh these two worlds. So on the fitness website, the physical therapy is offered at Barbell Therapy and Performance. And you see now the color scheme has shifted back to the blue. And so if you click that, boom, you're back on Barbell Therapy and Performance's website, even though it's in these two of three locations. So it's in the Concord and the Tingsboro, Massachusetts locations, where it's Architect Fitness and Barbell Therapy and Performance. So physical therapy services, one-on-one with a licensed physical therapist, as well as the Architect fitness experience for losing weight, getting fit, working on your performance and all that. So any other comments here in regards to like, like I mentioned before, a practice owner is going to say like, why would I, uh, what's, what's in it for me? Like, why would I want to acquire some type of a fitness facility or studio or some type of community? Right. And so here's how, in terms of like clear marketing message and online and online experience, you can kind of separate the two, even though they're housed in the same facility. Any thoughts or any, just any other, like where you can expand would, on that? Why would they want to do like a whole separate brand like this? Yeah. Yeah. So like I said before, the whole specialty thing of people want specialists and they want to go to the people that do this. So, you know, it's like, it was just something for me that was more able to scale independently and it is a separate solution. So I've seen a lot of practices that have tried to do the wellness program and I'm in a couple of different mastermind groups now and everyone's got problems in their PT business. And then they're trying to do this wellness thing on the side to make some extra money, but the nuts and bolts of it aren't always there 
It's not well advertised. It can confuse people on the front end. So for me, it was like, let's make this a whole separate business. And I think from my mindset too, instead of having this thing like on the side of like, oh, we can do this. It's like, no, we do do this. And it's a business I take very seriously because, you know, for one, I have employees, I have to put food on their table now too, and make sure we're doing all the right things. But it's also a business I believe in. It's it, There's a huge missing piece to that. So we're probably one of the only gyms where you can come in, get screened by a physical therapist because in our gyms and our clinics, they're in the same place. So you could walk out of the door having done manual therapy and treatment with a patient to let's bring them on the floor, get them experience on the training floor with the other clientele, with the coaching staff and have this really streamlined approach where that person can get exactly what they need and we can get them back to where they want to go and see the different specialists now, like once they're done with the rehab side, they can see the strength and conditioning specialist that can get them back to where they want to go. And they can always communicate with us and we'll be involved in that process as well. So there's that. And then, yeah, just the scalability of it's a whole nother piece to entrepreneurship. And it's just another challenge I love to take on where I can build this up. And it's something that doesn't need as much of my day-to-day time. I have an operations manager that can run a lot of this stuff. There's not as much from like the legal standpoint of keeping up with licenses and everything else. And then the barrier to entry on the employment side is a little bit easier as well. So there's a lot of facets to it that just made sense for me. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. Of your physical therapy patients that are not architect fitness members, so they're coming to you guys first time meeting them and their physical therapy patients, what approximately, what percentage of those physical therapy patients get, you know, most are going to get better, if not all. And then what percentage would you say approximately then sign up for some paid architect fitness membership or some type of architect fitness service or membership? That number is something we haven't really well tracked, but I would say probably 30 to 40%. And that number is growing. So one thing we definitely changed in our sales process now is that we kind of set it as an expectation from the beginning of this is what your road to success looks like. And this is just part of that process. So it's like you have phase one, phase two, phase three, you know, phase four is you're going to be a training member here and kind of just setting that expectation instead of what we were doing before is like, Hey, actually, you know what? We're pretty much done PT, but now I think you would be a good fit for this. It changes their mindset shift. And even though it's like a lower price point, it's less expensive. It's not something we hit them with upfront where if we just, we've learned, like you set that expectation from the beginning, it's a much easier sell on the back end. Well, the, like you said, the fact that they're coming out of a, a treatment room from manual therapy with you or one of your physical therapists, they're stepping onto your floor with all your equipment they're already they're interacting with other clients and coaches of architect fitness but they might be doing some you know therapeutic exercise loading whatever as part of your treatment but they're kind of already going into like that that hybrid experience of like the crossing between those two worlds and and like you're kind of like meshing them together and therefore then if you get to the end of the plan of care with that person and back pain or you know shoulder pain or whatever and now they're better and the presentation of, hey, here's an option, you know, to, or here, here's, you know, you would probably be a good fit for architect fitness or, you know, I don't know if they probably wouldn't need a screen at that point. But it makes that 
a little bit more seamless as opposed to them not interacting physically on your floor with the other individuals. And now it's like, well, have you ever thought about, you know, uh, architect fitness and this, you know, then it's like probably a, a bigger jump and would scare off more people as opposed to them being integrated earlier on, which is what you're doing. Yep, exactly. It's definitely easier to get them in that way from the front end of just upfront expectation. Right. Any final thoughts or takeaways in regards to, you know, your learnings or even where you're going in the future? Scaling a gym is harder than I thought it was, but I think at the end of the day, it still is something. The thing with the gym is there's just so much potential for profit if you do it right. And we're just, we're still learning how to do it right. And what what works best from advertising, sales, the whole setup of the membership and the structure of of the gym and, and the business model itself. But something I think people don't consider is, is people look at the cost of like personal training and it's like, oh, well, I can charge $100, but I have to pay so-and-so 70 where I could do PT and make, you know, X amount more profit. But on the training side, something people should consider too, like we have that this very unique semi-private training model where if we scale it a, a little bit more and I get, I actually was just doing my annual planning. So if we scale it a little bit more in the next year, and I think for each location, like this past year, we got 69 new members in one location, and I think 72 in the other. If we scale that just a little bit more and we keep our retention high, that becomes a very, very profitable business that would do better than a fair amount of small cash hybrid type clinics out there. And it's something that I don't have to have my hands in every single day. Right. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Perfect place to wrap up. So, Brett, if there's a physical therapist or practice owner or other individual out there that wants to connect with you, what's a good place, whether LinkedIn or email, website, somewhere else online? Yeah, uh, my LinkedIn, I think you could probably just search my name, Brett Scott, B-R-E-T-T-S-E-O-T-T. My Instagram, my personal Instagram is at Dr. Coach BS. It's underscore BS. Brett's got, it's kind of funny. <laughs> and our social media's Instagram is at barbell.therapy. And the fitness side is architectfitness.com. That's A R K I T E C T fitness.com. And you can check out either of those websites too at architectfitness.com, barbelltherapyandperformance.com. And my email is brett at barbelltherapyandperformance.com. Awesome. So, and what about what about a podcast? So you got to, if you're watching on YouTube, you oh, can yeah. see Brett's got like a, a ridiculously nice setup here. So podcast is what? The Barbell Therapy and Performance Podcast. Uh, so we've got a couple cool guests on there. We talk about training, optimization, human performance, recovery, rehab stuff training, anything to do with getting people better and moving better, stronger and faster, really. That's awesome. So you guys go check that out. That's it now for the Dave Kittle Show. If you find this valuable and helpful, send this link of this episode, the YouTube link, the iTunes, the Spotify link, send this link, text it or email to one colleague, one friend that you met at a conference that you met at one of these masterminds somewhere online or in physical therapy school or, or undergrad, whatever. Send it to one individual that's a entrepreneurial, business-minded like you. And we'll catch you next time on the Dave Kittle Show. Thank you. 
Hey, it's Dave Kittle. Are you a healthcare business owner or physical therapy practice owner who is looking to figure out your succession plan or exit strategy? We might be able to help. And in fact, we may be interested in acquiring your practice. If you're interested, you can reach out to me. Shoot me an email at dave at conciergepainrelief.com. That's D-A-V-E at C-O-N-C-I-E-R-G-E, painrelief.com. Or you can call me at any time, 646-781-8884.